Welcome to the Pokes Cast. I'm Ryan Thorburn, the Wyoming beat writer for the Casper Star Tribune. You can follow all of my coverage at trib.com. Follow me on Twitter at by underscore Ryan Thorburn. And also make sure you follow Robert Gagliardi, uh, who's joining me now. Robert, uh, what's your Twitter handle? It's RP Gagliardi, all one word. And uh I'll spell Gagliardi because I'm just used to doing that. It's G-A-G-L-I-A-R-D-I. All right, Robert. Uh, you know, Wyoming, it's kind of strange how college football schedules work, but they've already played six games. You know, they're coming off a 33-16 loss to San Jose State, who has only played four games. Uh, it seems to me like Wyoming's kind of running on fumes a little bit, you know, just quickly looking back at that game before we look ahead to New Mexico, I thought that it was not a fluke. San Jose State appeared to be a much better team than Wyoming, at least on that night. Their defensive line handled Wyoming's offensive line, and obviously we talked about Chevon Cordero being a, a poke killer, and he, that continued. There really wasn't much resistance from the defense in terms of stopping him, you know, passing the ball or running for touchdowns. So, uh, you know, I think Wyoming, you know, they need to summon what, whatever they have left in the tank and find a way to be New Mexico and then they'll have an open date. But, uh, you know, they've been at this a long time since, you know, late July. Yeah, you know, they have been. And that's just kind of the nature of, of college football some years. You know, not every team gets zero week games. Wyoming was certainly one that did and hasn't had a bye yet. Um, you know, I think maybe there's a little bit of that, and you know, coming off some physical games, you know, the game at BYU was a pretty physical one. And I think every game's physical, but that one in particular was, and, you know, some injuries are mounting a little bit, but these are also to me, Ryan, it's, it's, it's times like this that kind of maybe kind of define you as a team, you know, and I, you know, I thought watching that San Jose game, I agree. I think San Jose was the better team. They were better on both sides of the ball. They were better along the line of scrimmages on both sides of the ball. And even though there were times, you know, you look at the score and Wyoming was in it, certainly they were in it, but there was kind of a sense that they really weren't because even though they were in striking distance, you just didn't feel real good about it. I don't know if you felt that way or if a lot of other fans, that's just kind of how I felt about it. But, you know, you know, then you see Peasley go down early, comes out, and then he comes back in, you know, they struggled to run the ball. They can't get anything really going consistently in the pass game. It wasn't obviously it wasn't nearly as bad as it was against Illinois in that opener, but there were some there were some similarities there where you know, look, Wyoming just couldn't you know they they just couldn't get a lot of things going there, and that was really the first time even against Illinois, Ryan. I didn't think the offensive line played that poorly against Illinois. I'm not saying they were perfect, but they weren't that bad. Um, that was maybe the first time this season I really saw the offensive line actually kind of just get whooped. In, in, in for this team. And again, that happens. I think San Jose is, is good. I think maybe they're a little bit better than maybe I think they're a little better than I thought. I'm not saying they're the best in the mountain West, but the way they played, you know, the, how physical they are up front and with some of the weapons they have, I mean, who knows what they could do on, on that side of the, of the division, but uh, I think they're a little bit better, but Wyoming's kind of, they're kind of struggling. I'm just wondering, Ryan, if, if they're running out of uh, fumes, running on fumes a little bit, as you said, I think there's a part of that, but also if they're kind of coming to a crossroads where some of this youth, some of this inexperience, some of these uncertainties that we were talking about before the season, maybe some of them are coming to fruition. And is it kind of a crossroads to me? I think as, as we go on as the season, every game, the next game is always the biggest game. I think, I think this is a very big game for, for Wyoming, Ryan. I think 
say it's a must win. I guess that's kind of cliche. And it's also, you know, they're going to have games after this. To me, this is a very important game for Wyoming. They're going on the road. They have not played well on the road this year. I haven't really played well on the road for a while. Uh, going against a very physical defense that's given them fits in the past. Um, this is a very big game for Wyoming. And to me, it's kind of a crossroads of where maybe where maybe where this season goes from here on out. Yeah, it's. A, I think it's a must win if you're serious about getting back into the the race and the Mountain Division. You know, New Mexico is still rebuilding under Danny Gonzalez. You know, we know that Rocky Long has Craig Bull's number to a certain extent, uh, but the fact is the Lobos have three Mountain West wins, and this is Gonzalez's third year right now. Two of those are against Wyoming, so I think it's a must win from a pride standpoint and from a. Are you going to? make a run in the mountain division, which is very gettable this year. You already beat air force, or are you just going to settle for going six, six and six again and going to the potato bowl, which I think everyone is kind of sick of, you know, hopefully the, the Cowboys are sick of that. Nothing wrong with the potato bowl, nothing wrong with smashing a Mac team and then going into the off season with a win. But, you know, this is year nine. You know, it's time for Bull to, to compete again for the Mountain West. And uh, they took a big step back against San Jose State. But at the same time, you know, I'm not saying it's an excuse that they're a little banged up, that they're a little out of gas right now. Uh, although it does seem like that Illinois game was so long ago and they haven't had a break since. My point is kind of that if you're looking at the glass half full, I think Wyoming's played a pretty hard schedule. Illinois is 4-1. and one. They should be 5-0. and oh. Uh, they they blew a game at Indiana that was just they blew it. Uh, Air Force is four and one. Their only loss was to Wyoming. BYU, I believe, is four and one. And uh, San Jose State is what are they three and one? And they have a huge game against UNLV this weekend. I think San Jose State's got a great shot to win the West. So uh, there are no excuses. But I think if you're looking at the glass half full, like I said, I think Wyoming's played a tough stretch here. Uh, you know, back to back to back against Air Force, BYU, and San Jose State. But they all three were very physical. Um, this game's going to be physical, but if you can beat New Mexico, all of a sudden you have an open date. And then when you look at what's coming up, you know, Colorado State and Hawaii are having a competition to be the worst team in the FBS. Utah State has quarterback problems and they're off to a terrible start. Um, Boise State showed some signs of life last week against San Diego State, but you know, San Diego State's all the worst passing team in the country. And then even Fresno State loses at UConn. So, you know, there's just a, a path to getting back in this and, and to having a much easier schedule in the second half. But it has to start by grinding out a win at New Mexico, whether that's um, nine to six or 20 to 19. It doesn't matter. You got to get it done. You know, I agree, Ryan, but I think, you know, I think looking ahead like that, it's it's a really good insight and, you know, shows what maybe what this team could maybe do down the, the second half of the season. But I think right now, Ryan, I think this this football team, this Wyoming football team needs to continue to work on itself. I mean, look, we're still seeing the same things. You know, uh, we've seen glimpses of the past game be effective and it was, there were glimpses of it in, against San Jose, you know, where it was effective, but not effective enough. Uh Obviously, San Jose was geared up to stop the run. New Mexico will be, you know, they've got to be more consistent on offense. Um, you know, they've got to still be able to try to at least threaten to stretch the field a little bit. They're not going to do it a ton, but they got to be able to do that. 
you know, they got to tighten things up in the secondary, Ryan. You know, I know New Mexico going in this game isn't much, isn't much for throwing the ball, but you know what? You and I might be able to throw against the secondary right now. They need to tighten things up a little bit. They need to worry about themselves, whether they're playing a, a New Mexico team that's, you know, only have, a, you know, a few Mountain West wins in the last three years, or they're playing, you know, the best teams on their schedule. They, well, one's got to worry about itself. And I'm sure that's what Craig Bull and his staff are doing. So that's what we do is to look ahead and speculate and, and tie and, and break these things down. But I just think this team needs to continue to work on itself because there's plenty of things to work on. And if, uh, some things don't, you know, start getting righted or start improving or get more consistent with Ryan. I think it's going to be hard for this team to win any game, whether they're playing the the, the, the top end of the of the of the Mountain West or the bottom end. And sometimes from week to week, who knows who those teams are? Because it seems like it kind of shifts from week to week. Yeah, I think to your point about there being a lot to work on, there's a lot of triple digits when you look at the rankings, and Wyoming has a pretty good sample size. Right now, I mean, they're averaging 22.7 points per game. That's 105th nationally. Uh, their passing offense, although Andrew Peasley, I would say, is a is an upgrade so far from what they had last year. You know, there's been some inconsistency there. You know, they're only averaging 142.7 yards per game through the air. That's 121st, which is only five spots higher than New Mexico, who everyone, you know, is really down on their passing game. You know, I think Wyoming's okay running the ball. They're not great so far. I think their offensive line needs to pick it up in that area. And then, you know, stopping the run is probably their their best thing that they do. But like you said, their passing defense is a mess right now. They're giving up, you know, 260.2 yards a game. They're 103rd in that area. You know, Jaron Hall and 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 Cordero and, and Davis Brin from Tulsa all had their way with Wyoming. Uh, you know, there's a lot to work on, um, but New Mexico, I think, has even more to work on. Wyoming goes in as a slight road favorite. Um, what do you think the key to this game is? Can can Tim Polasek find something different to try against Rocky Long, or are they just going to beat their head against a cement wall again? You know, I, I don't know what Tim Polasek necessarily can, can do different, Ryan, and maybe not necessarily what, what Tim can do different, but what is the personnel of this Wyoming offense capable of doing different? You know, can I don't think they can stretch the field. I, you know, I'm not saying they, all their receivers are slow, but they're not built to throw the ball down the field, okay? I think Wyoming has to just kind of – I think they need to find some creative ways to maybe get some guys in space, and whether that's more – you know, whether it's screens – uh uh, passes over the middle with the tight ends, uh, maybe even some slants, you know, if they're going to, you know, or things like that and, and see what happens. They just got to find ways to move the football better, more effectively. And, and I don't know, maybe it comes down to better executing their, their, their base play, so to speak, but they've got to find some different ways to get guys open, you know, and then in, in the same token, you know, get some guys some holes and, and some creases in the in the run game you know I just don't think Wyoming can reinvent the wheel with its offense because I just don't think you one you don't I don't think you do that midway through the season and just in one week to get ready for a game but I just don't know what else with the personnel this this team has and again I'm not saying the personnel is horrible I just think they're very limited in some in some areas I just don't think they're they're capable of throwing it around that much you know and that also isn't Wyoming's identity I think they got to try to run the ball, but they also got to get some guys in some space, get guys like Cobbs in space. You know, the receivers are kind of, you know, Pelissier's not going to play, uh, you know, who else is going to step up? They got to get guys in space, get the tight ends more involved. Although, you know, Christian, we've seen 
Tristan Welsh, you know, when, when Wyoming's had decent pass plays, seems like it's been to their tight end type guys, but get some other guys involved. You know, I don't know if it's fly sweeps, if it's whatever, you know, Andrew Peasley's been hurt. Do you run the quarterback more? Do you have a package for, for Clemens to come in? Yeah, I don't know, right? They got to do something. They've got to mix it up because Rocky Long's too good of a defensive coach to just, you know, all right, Rocky, you've seen, you know, if, if you're Craig Bowl, Rocky knows what Craig Bowl likes to do. You can't just keep doing that all the time. If anything, you got to give him some different looks at those things. So I, I think they got to try to find some different ways to get guys the ball, to continue this grind out thing. I think that's the best way for Wyoming to win this game and games down the road is the grinding out type thing. Maybe they're not going to outscore you, but they got to find different ways to do it or at least give teams different looks to do those things. Well, there's no way I would have a package for Clemens, and I think he did a fine job. I did a story on him this week. He's a good guy. He's getting better. He's on scholarship now. I think he's got a, a maybe a future in this program. But last year was a complete debacle. It was the low point of a terrible season. You remember what happened that game? Everyone assumed that Levi Williams would be the starter because Sean Chambers was having a heck of a time, you know, hanging onto the ball in the previous three games. They start Chambers anyway. He was not good. They pull him. They put Levi in. You know, Nayor has a fumble. They pull Levi. They put Chambers back in, and they lose 14-3. to three. So whatever you did last year, do the opposite of what that is. <laughs> and, you know, maybe that is Peasley running the ball. I mean, he got a hit pointer on the first snap against San Jose State, but then late in the game, he's really flying down the field on that 65-yard run. He looked super fast, and he said he was dragging a leg, and he's still that fast. So, you know, if he's had good treatment, he's a weapon running the ball. I know it's risky. Um, you don't want to play two quarterbacks, but I think he's a tough guy. I think Peasley can help the running game with some runs, and, and you got to get Titus Swin going and then, you know, use the play action to those tight ends like you mentioned. Um, you know, last year's New Mexico game, I've never seen a worse game offensively than that. And, mm -hmm. you know, I would show the film of that game to the, these guys, even though the quarterbacks are gone and Nayor is gone. I'm like, this is embarrassing. You got to write this ship here. Right. You know, and again, I, you, you mentioned, you know, Clemens again, I know he just came in, you know, we saw the, the, the mess last year and I don't, you know, maybe he's not quite ready, but I mean, I, I guess I'm just, I guess kind of my point is whatever you got to do, whether it's another quarterback or not to like bench Peasley, I'm not saying that, but you got to, you got to find ways to generate some offense here. You know, maybe you put Clemens in and Peasley at the same time and you're throwing and maybe you're just giving them a weird look that they've got to think about some stuff. I just think they need to – I don't mean – and I don't want to go too far to say Wyoming needs to be gimmicky on offense. They just need to – based on what they want to do, you know, and Rocky Long being so good defensively – and New Mexico's got good defensive players. I know their offense has kind of been a struggle, but they have good defensive guys. You know, they're going to have to show some things – that are going to keep New Mexico off balance and obviously execute some things too, because if it's just the same stuff we've seen through the first six games, I, I just think Rocky Long's too good of a coach and New Mexico's personnel is good enough to where that's not going to be too big of a threat to them. So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with, with the game plan this week. Yeah. And really you only have to score about 20 points and you're going to win. I mean, it's not like you have to reinvent the wheel. You have to get something going and you know what? Some of this, this is on the defense. They have two interceptions this year. They were both against Northern Colorado, and those quarterbacks were struggling that day. 
in Laramie. I mean, they don't have an interception against an FBS team. You know, the only guy in the secondary that has a pick is is Cam Stone, and he's been getting picked on lately, you know, by taller receivers. So if you're the defense, you need to help the offense. You need to get an interception, a fumble recovery, a defensive score even, and then all of a sudden, you know, your offense has a lead and, and maybe they can get something going in the running game. So, you know, I don't think either side of the ball is, is playing well right now, and, and they need to help each other out. You know, I'd agree, and it goes back to something we were talking with the defense is, so it's just not one thing. Yeah, we, you know, I mentioned the secondary earlier. Well, a little bit of a pass rush, more more of a pass rush is going to help those secondary guys. You know, you mentioned, you know, forcing a turnover, um, you know, just getting off the field. You know, um, you know, we talked, you know, guys like, you know, Goodbo and Bernoulli, you know, I know maybe they're, they're maybe on some fumes, but I think it kind of starts with them, those young defensive ends that we've certainly seen signs of. Even against BYU, did some very good things, you know. It's not like they all have to, you know, they all have to kind of come together a little bit, you know, and, and force them, you know, starts up there, you know, maybe the linebackers have more room and space to, you know, to make tackles, you know, better tackling is going to help, you know, and then that could all, you know, get a turnover here and there. So, yeah, I think right now it's just, yeah, it's not one thing, but one thing can lead, can kind of domino into some other things. And hopefully Wyoming can start to put it together in the second half because they're going to need to, if they're going to hope to, like you said, Ryan, if they want to be a, if they want to be a, a factor in this Mountain West Division race, and heck, in my eyes, even if they want to be a factor to get bowl eligible, you know, you know, I'm not saying that's what they need to settle on, but if they want to be a factor in this Mountain West race, they gotta, they gotta get some things fixed right now. That's a good segue, getting things fixed because batting 400 is is great in baseball, but not so much in picking games, Robert. Uh, mm. I was one and five last week, and you were three and three, which is 500. But now we are both 16, 24, and two on the season. We're tied up, batting 40, 400. And, you know, we can only go up from here. And let's just well, I, that everyone's cashing in on us and playing against us. Right. I would hope we, we, we go up. But yeah, we're losing money. If that's what we were doing, we're, we're losing money at, at a dangerous pace, but hopefully we can go up and, uh, you know, we're, we're tied. I don't know, Ryan, this has been, this has been rough on us, but you know, second half of the season, we're getting into the second half. Maybe it's, it's time for a second half surge. Let's say. All right, let's get into it. Friday night. This one is going to be fun. Um, from a media standpoint, maybe a fan base standpoint, Colorado state plus three and a half at Nevada. We talked about it last week. Ken Wilson kind of called Jay Norvell out for taking Wolfpack players to Fort Collins and and leaving the cupboard bare. But the cupboard still seems to be real, very barren with the Rams as well. Uh, I can't believe if you would have told me before the season that Nevada would be favored in this game, I would have been like, what? Uh, but Nevada is favored at home. They're going to have Jay Norvell coming back to town and and a bunch of players that used to be in Nevada's program. Uh, this is going to be an interesting rivalry going forward, just with how thing you know the hurt feelings on the Nevada side. Boy, they're both coming up an open day. They both have even more to work on than Wyoming and New Mexico. Uh, I'm going to take the Wolfpack. I think the hate will get them through, and they'll win by four points. 
Yeah, I'm 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 going to go with you on that one. I think you know being at home and the motivation on their side, I think that's going to help. It sounds like CSU may start a different quarterback because the Millen kid is hurt. It sounds like it. I don't you know we don't know that for sure. You know, I I just think that yeah, I, I you know with stuff like this, there's so many intriguing you know off the field stories, but you know Nevada, I think has a little more stability. They're just, they're not playing that well, but you know, the running back to, I think he's going to have a big game. Uh, I think Nevada has enough. I don't know if, you know, they say, you know, when you get two bad teams or two evenly matched teams, it makes for a good game. I think it's going to be a good game aside from all the off the field uh, drama, so to speak, but I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the home team to cover this. Yeah. The Rams are 0 and 4 and I believe they're at margin of defeat. The average score, they're losing by over 32 points a game. So you know, we'll see if they can compete against a, a bad Wolfpack team. Uh, also Friday night, now this is a really marquee game, uh, 8.30 on CBS Sports for this one. If you want to watch the Rams, they're at 8.30 on Fox Sports 1. I don't know why the Mountain West goes head-to-head on different networks on Friday, but they do. UNLV plus 7 at San Jose State. I'm going to take the Rebels to cover. I think this is going to be a great game. And, you know, I'm not saying San Jose State's not going to win. I think they probably will. But I think, you know, a full touchdown's too much because the Rebels are also playing well. I'm going to take the Rebels on the road to cover seven. It's a tough one, man. That's probably a reason why I, I you know, I think too much is probably a reason why I'm 16-24-1. and one. Um, But you know what? San Jose impressed me a little bit more in that defense. I know UNLV's been really good on offense and – you know, improved even Marcus Arroyo's name's kind of popping up with some of these coaching vacancies that are out there and stuff. But I, I think San Jose's, I think San Jose's going to cover that. I think, you know, they're, you know, Bren's doing some stuff. I think his name may be coming up for some of these open jobs too. Um, I think this is a chance for, for, for San Jose to maybe make another statement that they're a real player in the division and even throughout the league. So I think I'm going to go with the Spartans at home to cover that. Yeah, the winner of that is really in control of the West with, you know, the struggle that San Diego State and Fresno State are having at quarterback right now. So a huge game in San Jose. Um, Saturday, Air Force minus 10 at Utah State. If you'll recall, Andrew Peasley led the Aggies to a huge win over Air Force last year at the Academy. Now the Utah State, they don't have Peasley. They don't have Bonner. Uh, they do have Levi Williams, but I, I do not believe he will be starting in this game. So uh, give me Air Force in revenge to roll all over the Aggies. I kind of think, you know, I don't know if maybe they have revenge on their minds, Ryan, but if anything, they remember what happened to him last year. And, you know, the Air Force is coming off a, a rivalry win against Navy. I know those are big games for them. I know there can be letdowns after big rivalry games like that, but I just don't think that the – uh, the Falcons are going to let that happen based on just what's going on this season and also based on what happened to them last year. So I'm going to – I'm probably going to get this run, but I'm also going to go with the Falcons to cover that. Um, I just think that they're they're just not going to let that happen again, and maybe we'll see Levi Williams suit up for the Aggies. I know, you know, he's not – he's their backup, but he didn't play much. He didn't throw a pass. I know he ran once last week against BYU, but he's – uh yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we see Levi Williams, but I'm going to go with the Falcons. Yeah, you wonder if Blake Anderson's going to be able to to rally the guys here. Sometimes when you have so many transfers 
coming in and things don't go well, they're not as invested as, as other players. So it's a fine line there. Last year, they had great chemistry with, you know, 40 new players this year, not so much it appears. So that'll be interesting to see if he can salvage it or are they going to tank all season? Um, Next game, Fresno state plus seven and a half at Boise state Fresno state. We both picked UConn actually to cover, but they were like 24 point dogs. UConn takes down Fresno State, their first FBS win in three years. Um, you know, obviously Jake Hayner is out, which is a problem. Um, Boise State, we we tried to shovel a little dirt on them last week after their debacle at UTEP. They fired their offensive coordinator. Hank Bachmeyer left the program, but they rally in the second half and smash San Diego State. 35-13. Boy, I'm going to take Boise State to cover. I think they're going to get to 3 and 0 in the Mountain in the Mountain West. And Andy Havelos not a good non-conference, but here they go again in the conference race. Yeah, it's it's certainly been kind of a dysfunctional way for Boise State to to get the season going and stuff, but I, you know, I don't know if it's going to always be pretty, but I'm sure Fresno stinging and and I'm sure they're going to be motivated, but I think we're seeing what just the big difference that Jake Hayner makes for them. You know, I think this game's close, but it's, you know, it's in Boise, right? It is. It's on the blue turf. On the blue turf. It's one, it's hard to go against Boise on that blue turf period, but I think, you know, what the second half shown with Dirk Cotter running the offense, um, you know, I think that kind of continues to progress. I'm, I'm with you, Ryan. I'm going with Boise to cover that. Yeah, I think their players will have a, you know, they'll be fired up in practice this week. If things – really changed in that second half. They had zero points at halftime and then just took the Aztecs to the woodshed. So, uh, you know, that was an impressive, uh, impressive second half there. I'd have to say, um, Boise state in contention again, when we thought they might not be. So Hawaii plus 21 at San Diego state. This is uh 8 30 PM Saturday on CBS sports network. The warriors, coming off an open date, the Aztecs coming off that dreadful performance on the blue turf. I believe the Aztecs used three different quarterbacks in that game and completed about, I think, two passes. I'm not, I mean, that's that's what they completed. Um, they are ranked dead last, 131st in the FBS in passing yards. Um, I'm still going to take them to cover. I could see them winning 24 nothing or something like that and running the ball well. So I'll take the Aztecs to cover. Oh, man. Hawaii is not good. Not good at all. But, man, I don't know if San Diego State can score 21 points, Ryan. You know, (laughs) maybe a couple big runs. They're certainly capable. This is probably one of the – I'm going to go with Hawaii to cover. I think San Diego State wins. I think they do. But I just don't see – I'm just not sure they're scoring 21 points unless there's just a transformation there and – you know, Hank Bogmeyer, the Virginia Tech transfer, he's battled some injuries. I guess he's supposed to start this week, but the other guys, I don't even know if their backup's even a scholarship guy at this point. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Hawaii to cover. San Diego State wins it, but I'm going to go Hawaii to cover that. Yeah, what is going on with the Mountain West and, and passing the ball? I mean, is this 1922 or 2022? It's I don't I don't know. It's some ways. Sometimes it feels like it's in the 20s, in in the 1920s. That's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. And speaking of that, our final game, Wyoming <laughs> minus three and a half at New Mexico. These teams are really 
not modern offenses or not effective modern modern offenses. Uh, pretty good at defense. You know, Wyoming's obviously having some issues defending the pass right now, but like we talked about, I think they've played some good quarterbacks and some, you know, top 40 teams, I would say. BYU's obviously ranked in the top 20. Um, you know, I think Air Force will get there eventually. You know, San Jose State was really good. Um, I am going to take Wyoming to win and New Mexico to cover. I think Wyoming wins 12-10 on four John Hoyland field goals, and the uh, Lobos get one touchdown and one field goal. Wyoming wins 12-10, and New Mexico covers. I got the Lobos. All right. I'm going to go with New Mexico to cover that too, Ryan. Um, I really hope Wyoming wins it. I hope I'm kind of wrong. I, I guess I'm a little – a little leery about where this where this Wyoming team's at, whether they're just out of gas or you know the youth starting to catch up to them, or just a lot of things are catching up to them right now. I could see New Mexico win this game. I could see either team. I mean, it's going to be close. I think it's going to be close. Either team's certainly capable. I'm certainly not impossible for Wyoming to go down and win this game by any stretch. See New Mexico covering. I also kind of see New Mexico winning, but we'll see. What I, to me, I, I this is a game that's going to show me what really what maybe this Wyoming team's made of. That's how I feel about it. You know, maybe that's a little bit short-sighted because it is just one game, but this game's going to show me is going to show me what this Wyoming team's made of. But I'm still going to go with the Lobos to cover this. Yeah, two things would shock me in this game. If one of these teams blew out the other, I would be shocked. I don't see that happening. And if the point total goes over and it's only what, I don't know, 35, something like that, 37. You know, I, I don't see it being a high-scoring game. That would shock me. So, you know, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, similar to the Air Force game, maybe not as high-quality a game as that game we had here. That was 17-14. There was one penalty in that game, uh, some nice long possessions by both teams. You know, I don't know that we'll get the long possessions. I think we'll get a lot of punts, the field position battle, that sort of thing. It's going to come down to this. You know, can Peasley protect the ball and 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 make enough hay to, to get to that 20-point mark or at least double digits? And can Wyoming's defense finally get make some plays? Mm-hmm. Whether that's getting off the field on third and long and winning the field position, or you know, how about helping out with an interception or a fumble return like we talked about? I mean, that's the key to the game. Both sides of the ball need to show up and help each other and grind one out. And then you have an open date and you feel good about it. If not, you know, it's uh, it, it's the broken record that you know Craig Bull mentioned that the other night. It's it's a broken record for for Wyoming fans if if they're striving for that sixth win and a really a, a meaningless bowl game. Be I also think Ryan in a game like this where you could have a lot you know a defense struggle or a close game. Like I said, I agree. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I think something special teams could really make a big difference. Whether you know you bust a big return or. You know, we were able to flip some field position or even get, you know, force a turnover on special teams or something. Obviously, you look at the kick game, you really like Wyoming's chances with John Hoyland, but, you know, no mistakes. And, and I think a big special teams play could really play a factor in who wins this game in, uh, on Saturday. You could probably see that in any game, but with these two teams and the way their strengths and weaknesses are lined up right now, I think special teams could certainly play a big role in it. Yeah, Craig basically said that, you know, San Jose State won the offense and defensive battles, no question about it, but that he felt like Wyoming's kicking game was better than San Jose State's, and you can't beat a good team going one out of three. But that that may be true overall, but to me, you remember 
Wyoming had a nice drive, took a 3-0 lead, and then got a second stop on San Jose State's defense. And then their punter pinned Wyoming inside the one, and Titus Swin is tackled for a safety. You know, it was still early. Wyoming was still up 3-2, but that really set the tone for that game. And you'd like to see, you know, Clayton Stewart do something like that or, you know, Hoyland to hit a 50-yard field goal or something like that and pull this game out. Absolutely. So big game. I hope you're able to enjoy it. I hope you have safe travels down there. Maybe get some good, uh, uh, get some good food down there. Uh, it's, you know, it's, I don't know if it's going to be a huge crowd. I, you know, all the games I covered there, Ryan, there really weren't a whole lot of people there, but it's a, it's a good place to watch a game and there's, you know, hopefully the sun's out and it's a, it's a good day for the Cowboys. I hope. Yeah. I've never covered a, a football game in Albuquerque. So I'm looking forward to checking that off the list. Um, it should be a fun one. It should be a good one. Good, uh, good food in the press box from what I remember and good sight lines in the press box, you know, up too high. It's a good, it's a good, one of the better places in the league to cover a game, I would say. And I would say both fan bases, if, if things do go south here, you know, in the next few weeks, I think both teams, both fan bases have to be excited about hoops. I know, uh, Richard Patino has got all those guards and scores back and obviously Wyoming, uh, with their scrimmage the other day. They look like a potential top 25 team. So, you know, if things go south, we can start talking hoops, Robert. Yeah, and I know the Cowboys are coming over to Cheyenne Saturday for their, another scrimmage. I'm going to actually go check that out uh, and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to getting a little preview. I enjoyed reading your stuff, what you, what your observations from the Cowboys scrimmage before the San Jose game, and I'm anxious to see him. Hopefully maybe even get a chance to meet Coach Linder, uh, talk to him a little bit, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So maybe we can even talk a little hoops tomorrow or next week if we if we, if we we must. Yeah, sounds good. They're uh... – Basketball media day is next Wednesday and and we'll start, you know, cranking out more basketball stories as well as football. So everybody, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate that. Um, Make sure you subscribe, rate and review. Give us some five stars or just tell people about the podcast so um, more people can find out about it. Thanks again. Have a great week. And Robert, we'll talk to you on Monday. Sounds good. See you, Ryan.